Thanks for listening to another life-transforming message from the team here at C3 Southwest Washington. To find out more about our church, visit c3swwa.com. Uh, we uh, are talking in our series about reboot, uh, starting afresh, starting anew. And I want to start with this passage of scripture. Um, it's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. And this is going to be like the punchline to the joke. Again, I said it earlier today. Hopefully my message won't be a joke, uh, and this is not the punchline to the, the, my message, but I'm going to give you the end before we even begin. It says this, we are afflicted in every way. Anybody? Okay. But we are not crushed. There sh- okay. As, as followers of Jesus, we should have equal, uh, we are afflicted, amen, and equal, we are not crushed, okay? So I'm just going to give that uh, uh, a bit of direction for you. Uh, we are perplexed. But we are not driven to despair. Okay, yeah, there we go. You're getting it. We are persecuted, but we are not forsaken. We are struck down, but we are not destroyed. Amen? Uh, In our lives, as I was uh, preparing, I I actually kind of wrestled with... uh, what message that God wanted me to deliver to you. God, just uh, speak to me in this moment. And and as I, I read this passage of scripture, I, I see this like there's these two things going on, right? Well, we, there's there's difficulties and there there's God that comes through, right? But there's this point right in the middle that I feel like I exist a lot of times, right? Stuck in the middle. And I think it's really easy for you and I, uh, for everybody, to feel as if our life gets stuck. Stuck in the middle of whatever. Whatever situation, whatever season you're in, it always feels like, at least for me, that I am stuck somewhere in the middle. And about the time that I feel like the, the goal line is in sight, somebody moves that. Can I get an amen, right? In, 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 it's like kind of with uh, what's happened with COVID. Uh, we're going to be locked down for a couple weeks. Man, this is the longest couple weeks I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's like the goal line keeps moving. But we got to find ourselves in that in-between. And because the in-between is always difficult, it's always hard, it always feels like a great big not yet, Uh, we often get stuck right in that moment. And so today we're going to talk about restarting your story, restarting your story. So what I want to do before we go any further, I want to pray. Man, it's always good to pray. If we don't do anything, let's pray. Let's be people of prayer. Let's press in. Now, I I, I remember this as I was sitting there. Um, There's actually a statistic that shows that your body posture will actually increase your length of life, that people with better posture will actually live longer than those with bad posture. So what that says to me is posture is important, right? Posture and prayer, attitude as we go into difficult seasons, posture is important. And so when we pray, we're adjusting our posture, right? Adjusting, aligning ourselves with God. So let's kind of get ready, okay? Father God, we thank you. Come on, lift your voices with me. God, thank you. 
God, that you are in this moment. God, we thank you that even though situations may seem difficult, situations may seem hard, we may feel like right in this moment we are stuck. God, we know this. God, through every situation, every season, every circumstance, although it looks tough, it looks difficult, God, you have not forsaken us. And today, God, we prepare ourselves to receive your word. We prepare ourselves to hear what you have to say to us. And God, I pray that you would just touch me, anoint my words today, that I may deliver your message. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this moment. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. We'll turn to somebody, give them a high five, tell them you're glad that they're here. Uh, If you're uh, with us online, air high five, and you can be seated. It's good to be in God's house. It's good to be together, like like gathering together. I, I just, man, every time we gather, it's just, you see something, and you hear something, and it just fills you with faith. I, this, the, this morning as we were worshiping, um, I saw Kelly over here just rocking out. And I'm like, man, I wish I could worship like that. Man, I, I'm going to try. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there. Uh, but we are in our series, uh, Reboot. Um, and uh, we're talking about the ongoing need for spiritual reboots in our lives and, and how those things are activated and the need for regular updates um, that help get us into alignment with God. And I don't know about you, but uh, I, I need to reset or uh, update or reboot like every day. Um, and today we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about restarting your story when you feel like you're somewhere in the middle and you're stuck right there, and nothing much is happening. Uh, in the co- computing world, all of you have probably experienced this at some point in your life. I, uh, any PC fans in here? Uh, like, hi, oh, okay, a few PC fans. Uh, any Apple people in here? Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, we'll pray for you if you're a PC person, but. Um, there's this thing that happens, whether it's PC or, or an Apple, uh, um, when, you're, when you're doing your thing, maybe you're writing something up, and you're, it always happens when you're like near the end, and you click on something, and that little spinning wheel comes up. The, the term for that is, it's actually called a throbber, which is just a, it's a terrible name, um, but uh, that comes up, and it begins to pulse or spin or something, letting you know that something is happening or you think something is happening, but it won't allow you to go any further. Like uh, you click on other things, nothing is happening because of that spinning wheel of death or that spinning beach ball of death. Or maybe it's the loading the program. And I, I feel like somebody has written this into the code somewhere. I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to load really fast for the first 98%. And then the last 2%, it's going to take 17 hours. Uh, and you always kind of find yourself in those moments where you need it right away. You got to, you know, like you're, you're rushing and then the spinning wheel of death happens and you get caught in that cycle of nothing is going on and it feels like you're stuck right there. Um, I, I feel like uh, 2020 has been the spinning wheel of death. Um, we've all just kind of like, what in the world is going on? Uh, and no doubt you have felt like at some point uh, moment that life has kind of been put on pause. Just pause, right? And 
And we've all thought, I, I know I have, we've, we've all felt like uh, if things, if, if we could just get past this moment. Um, I was talking to Jordan this morning and we were just having a, a conversation. He's like, man, I am just ready for this election to be over. Just count the votes now. Let's, let's, let's go from here. Just get the election over with. Has anybody felt that? <laughs> like, just get it over with. It's like uh, November, I think it's November 5th. Just put us out of our misery. Just tell, uh, just tell us what's the third, the third, I'm sorry. See, I've already voted, so I, it doesn't matter. Um, get your votes in. It's important. But we, we feel like, we feel like, man, if we could just get past that moment, or if we, if COVID would just disappear and we could get back to normal, uh, it, it, oftentimes we find ourselves in those moments in life where, man, it just feels like everything grinds to a halt and we, we can't move forward. We often become stuck in our stories as if God has forgotten about us. Anybody? Anybody been, been there in those moments? I, I, I know that I have been there on multiple occasions. In fact, uh, it, right now, in this moment, there, uh, our, our, our family circumstance, we are in a moment that we feel just stuck. Like we can't move forward. We can't move back. We are just stuck right here in this moment until something breaks loose. Uh, I've been there multiple occasions. I remember one time uh, uh, um, I was like feeling really sorry for myself. Um, God had given me a promise um, and feeling really like, uh, God, it doesn't look like this promise is going to happen. Anybody ever been there? This, this promise is not going to happen. And, and uh, I remember I was sitting in, a, in a, uh, a church service and somebody was preaching and they were uh, preaching about the promises of God and, and people moving forward in the promises of God. And I was like, yeah, that's, you know, it's easy for that, you to say that. You're not stuck. And I felt like God slapped me upside the head. And he's like, you're not stuck either. I've given you a promise. Um, but we often, we get stuck in these moments. So it's like, we feel like God is like a part-time novelist that like he wrote a little bit of our story and then just took a break. And he's going to get back to it when he's not so busy or, you know, uh, I, I, at least that's, that's me. If you're, if you're with me, just help me out. Just nod your head. And okay. And how easily we get sidetracked from what God is doing. I, I, man, it's like, all the time. There's this verse. It's found in John uh, 16, uh, verse 33. You guys have heard this verse before. Um, and uh, this is Jesus saying, and uh, he says this. He says, in this world, you will have trouble. Yes. Jesus prophesied 2020 to you right here. <laughs> in this world, you will have trouble. And I think for a lot of us, we like this. We just like um, build our house right here in the middle of trouble. I guess we're going to have trouble, so I guess this, this is where I live now. It's just all going to be trouble, and we, we just stake our tent right there, and that's where we live. And of all of the promises that Jesus has ever spoken over us, why is this the one that we are like, yep, he said we'd have troubles, right? I, is it just me? Is it just me? I, I like... Yeah, Jesus said we'd have trouble. So here I am. I'm in trouble. But this is not where that verse ends. In fact, it goes on to say, but take heart. I have overcome the world. But take heart. I've overcome the world. Yes, there's going to be trouble. Yes, there's going to be some things that go on. But take heart. I have already overcome the world. Jesus has already provided a way for you through the situation that you're currently facing. 
There is no thing on this earth that is going to prevent God from, from enacting all of his promises in your life other than you. <laughs> we'll get to that in just a moment. <laughs> there are uh, countless stories in the Bible where, where people uh, must have felt stuck somewhere in the middle. Um, somewhere in the middle of their stories. Joseph, uh, he dreamed of greatness, sold into slavery by his own brothers, and eventually is imprisoned. He was not in prison for a few days. He was in prison for quite a while, years, just waiting. Uh, God, that dream that you gave me doesn't really look like it's going to come to pass. I, 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 I don't really understand why, why I'm sitting in prison. It doesn't look anything like my dream. Moses was raised in the palace, condemned uh, for killing somebody and wandering out in the desert for years and years and years. Do you think Moses, at any point as he's wandering around in the desert, tending sheep, thought to himself, my story is over. This is uh, that's the end of my story. I, it started out really good. But the ending is just not so good. Uh, uh, Daniel, content at home in his home country, living with his people, his family, um, and carried away by an invading enemy. Uh, Job, wealthy, happy, he's got everything that he needs, loses absolutely everything. David was a giant killer. Lo I love the story of David. Um, it, it is it's probably one of the craziest stories in the Bible. Not just him killing a giant, but everything that followed after that. He was a giant killer. He was the anointed king, the next king of Israel. They wrote songs about David. He was a hero. And then he was running around, hiding out from a tyrant king. In every case, they became stuck somewhere in the middle of their stories. They thought they were over, or at least they thought they were forgotten. I've, I've been there on more than one occasion. Just felt like, God, why, 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 have, you, why have you left me here? How, you may be asking yourself, well, how do you know they felt like they're stuck? Maybe they felt like they're in the right spot. Well, I'll give you an example. Psalms uh, uh, one thir uh, excuse me, 13, verse 1. This is David writing. How long, O oh Lord, will you forgive me forever? Does that sound like a guy full of faith and hope? That... That does not sound like the poetic language of Psalm, uh, the, the Psalms. It just sounds like a guy who is really frustrated and feels like his story's over. How long, oh Lord, will you forget me forever? Have you ever been there? I, I have, for sure. How, why, what's going on? Why am I in this moment? What, have you absolutely forgotten about me? The thing is, when you're in those moments, um, there's a, a lot of things that, uh, that we could do, um, but there's kind of some default that happens in our, in our lives. Um, I, I think it's really interesting that when we're in those moments, how, how many of you got a, a spoken word over you? Like God has given you a promise. You see a vision, a plan for your future. It's okay. it's, you can raise your hand. Um, God has spoken a word over you, and in the midst of seeing that thing come to pass or walking that thing out, have you ever got to the place where things didn't look like they were lining up and you said to yourself, well, maybe God really didn't promise me that? Isn't that really exactly what happened in the, in the garden when Adam and Eve were talking to the serpent? 
And the serpent said, did God really say? See, what happens in those moments where we feel stuck and we begin to, we begin to doubt and, and, and look around and not, not really see what, it, what is happening, and we begin to ask ourselves those questions, did God really promise me that? What we're doing is we're acting in unbelief. And let me tell you this, doubt and fear are an enemy of your story. Doubt and fear, are, are, they're always enemies of your story. Doubt and fear is never the key ingredient for success. There is no uh, self-help guru that stands up on a stage and says, let me tell you the keys to, this, to success. Number one, doubt and fear. That, it, it doesn't happen. There's no books writ, written on, on if you just doubt and fear a little bit more, you're, you're going to win in life. It, it, it's just not going to happen. Doubt and fear makes you do really dumb and unproductive things. Okay, okay it's just me. I'm just going to talk to me. I've done a lot of stupid things because of doubt and fear. Um, David, again, we look at the story of David. Uh, David, um, we kind of have this romantic idea of David and this, this picture of the, the, the giant killer and the king. Man, his story is messed up. He, he's probably one of the most messed up stories in all the scriptures. I mean, that guy was a train wreck. I mean, he was, he was a, a liar. Uh, he was a cheat. He had, had people murdered. Uh, he coveted. He was an adulterer. Of all of the commandments, like the Ten Commandments, I think he broke 11 of them. I mean, <laughs> seriously, like, he, he, was, he was a messed up guy. He had these few moments where he was victorious, but made a lot of really bad decisions. David was, uh, was I mean, he had it all figured out. He was, he was the, the conquering hero, right? Killed Goliath. He was in the king's court playing music. It was all great. And then uh, the king Saul got upset with him and uh, realized that David was next in line and not part of his family. So he was going to usurp his, his throne. And, uh, and so got mad at him and started throwing spears at him. The Bible says he tried to pin David to the wall. I mean, I, I could imagine David standing there and like, <laughs> on more than one occasion. I mean, I think if somebody threw a spear at me one, one time, I probably would not go, <laughs> but he dodged a couple spears, uh, uh, good reflexes. But David ran from, from the king uh, and he, he, he went to hide out. Um, the, one of the first places he goes is to Goliath's hometown. Do you think that, that anybody there probably wanted to do David harm? That probably was not the best decision. Um, he had to lie and kind of squirm his way out of that situation. He ends up uh, hanging out with the Philistines. Goliath was part of the Philistine army, and he killed a bunch of Philistines. Do you think anybody in, in the land of the Philistines wanted to do David harm? Absolutely. In fact, it got so bad that there's this moment that David is hiding out in the cave of Adullam. I think I'm saying that right. Um, and uh, the, the Bible tells us that King Saul was there. He was looking for David, um, not in that particular cave, but Saul had to go to the bathroom and went and used the bathroom in the cave. And David was hiding. He was hiding. In the, he was literally hiding in the urinal. He was. He went in the bathroom and closed the door. And have you ever felt like going in the bathroom and closing the door and just locking? Hopefully, no. And lifting your feet up. Hopefully, nobody knows that I'm here. Uh, it was that bad for David. Not making great decisions, running from him. He was. He killed a giant, guys. He killed a giant. 
This guy was full of courage at some point, but now he's hiding out in a bathroom. Do you think doubt and fear were part of David's uh, situation at that moment? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Moses, uh, one of the greatest prophets in all of Israel, Moses, God shows up in a burning bush. This amazing moment, and Moses tries to convince God that God made a mistake in picking him. You got the wrong guy. I think you meant the bush down the road to set that one on fire. Uh, it's not me. Surely there's a mistake here that you've made, God. But the truth is, we need to, we need to push doubt and fear aside, and, and we, we have got to restart our stories. Um, there's this verse, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 4. I won't read it, but you can go back and check it out. Um, uh, the encouragement here to Timothy is to fan into flames the gift of God that is inside of us. That promise that God gave you is a gift from God that he planted inside of you. And as, as believers, it's our responsibility. Not, God does not need to show up again and tell you that promise again. I'm going to say that again. God does not, how many times have, oh man, I'm talking to myself now, okay? How many times has, has God given you a promise or given me a promise? And I'm like, God, if you just tell me that promise one more time, I'll believe it this time. Maybe you're sitting in here and that's like, God, just give me, just give me a sign. God gave that promise and placed inside of you. And it is now your responsibility to fan into flame the gift of God that is placed inside of you. It's not anybody else's responsibility. It's yours. There's, there's, there's coals, there's, there's embers there. You need to begin to fan that into flame. We become stuck in the middle because we let that fire go out. We don't, we don't tend to that promise. Or when things, the situations look tough, when, when, when we get, you know, stuck in the middle, the, the job situation isn't working out. Man, I, I, I've been in those moments where the job situation did not work out. And I thought, what am I going to do? And you know what? God provides Every time, if you're here living and breathing, you are proof that God has shown up at some point in your life where things look bad. Amen? Fan that thing into flame. Fan that thing into flame. Um, and in order for us to restart the story that God has begun to write with our life, it's going to restoration and renewal. It always starts with repentance. Always. Always. Always starts with re repentance. There may be, uh, you, you may be here and, and maybe you've never said yes to following Jesus. It starts with repentance. If you're in this room or joining us online and you feel stuck in the middle of your story and you've been filled with doubt and fear, you need to repent because you're believing a lie. You're believing a lie that, that you won't, that, that it won't be enough. The, the situation is too big for God to overcome. It's unbelief. The Bible tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without, that's what the scripture says, right? Have you guys read it? 
Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And if you're sitting there and you're thinking, God, I just don't see how you're going to come. It is a lack of faith and unbelief, and it starts with repentance. And the beautiful thing about repentance, it, it wipes the slate clean. It's a fresh start. Whether you have loaded up your, the front end of your life or the front end of your story with a lot of train wreck, wreckage and, like, I mean, stuff strewn everywhere. I mean, if that's the, the start of your life, you could repent and become a new creation in Jesus Christ. You are not stuck in your story. You can restart your story story right now, right now. I want to read this uh, passage of scripture to you, 2 Corinthians. And this is actually the verse that I read at the the beginning. It's a little bit more on the front end, a little bit more on the back end. But I I want you to see this. It's it's the message version. And I love the way that the message uh, says this. Um, So good here. It says, if you only look at us, you might as well miss the brightness we carry this precious message around in the unadorned clay pots of our ordinary lives. That is so beautiful, the way that that says that. Let me read that again. We carry this precious message around in unadorned clay pots of our ordinary lives. And sometimes life just feels ordinary. But there's something extraordinary going on when you have Christ in you. It's, it's not the end. You're not stalled out. It may look like ordinary things. It may look like you just get up in the morning and you, you go to work. And it, it may look like nothing is happening. But God is not done with your story. It goes on to say, that's to prevent anyone from co- confusing God's incomparable power with us. As it is, there's not much chance of that. You know for yourselves that we are not much to look at. I love that. We're not much to look at. We've been surrounded. Not demoralized. We're not sure what to do, but we know that God knows what to do. Man, if there's ever a true statement about when you feel stuck in the middle, it's this. Man, I don't know what to do, but God always knows what to do. Nothing ever catches him off guard. The moment that you're in right now, God knows about. He's actively working on your behalf. Goes on to say, we've been spiritually terrorized, but God has not left our side. We have been thrown down, but we we haven't broken. What they did to Jesus, they do to us. Trial and torture, mockery and murder. What Jesus did among them, he does in us. He lives. I love that. Our lives are at constant risk for Jesus' sake, which makes Jesus' life all the more evident in us. Realize this, that in the middle of your story, when it feels bad, that is actually when the, the, the life of Christ, Christ in you, should shine the brightest. The year 2020 should be the very best year for the church. Why why don't you stand with me? The year 2020 should be the very best year for the church because there are people that are hurting. It is is dark. The, The world is not getting any brighter. The situation is not, it's it's not improved. It's getting darker. Man, what an opportunity for your light to shine all the brighter in this moment. 
even when things are difficult for you. God is not done. You need to restart your story. Our ordinary lives are the vessels for God's extraordinary work through us. So we're going we're gonna to pray real quick. And, and um, if you're in here or you're joining us at home and, man, you felt stuck, just felt like there's some situations that have, that, that have built up. Maybe they've thrown you off course. Maybe it's some things that you've done to throw yourself off course and you just kind of feel stuck somewhere in the, the middle. I want you to just raise your hand. It doesn't matter. Hey, we, like, listen, we are all here because at some point, we recognize that our story can't go any further without Jesus Christ. You felt stuck. Maybe for the first time, maybe you've never said yes to following Jesus and and you're not sure, like, man, again, the things that you've done in the past, man, it's been difficult. It's, it's train wreck, right? You say yes to following Jesus. You repent. Ask for forgiveness of your sins. So the Bible says Jesus is faithful and just to forgive, forgive us of our sins. And the, the slate is wiped clean, and God begins to write new things. He begins to fill in the rest of the story uh, for you. Amen? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for you. If you've raised your hand for either one of those things, I want to pray for you this morning. The rest of us, I, listen, I, I, I believe it, as a church, man, we have, we have slid into apathy a little bit. And we just felt like things are on pause, but God does not have a pause button. Okay? Listen. It's time for us to rise up. It's time for us as a church to rise up. It's time for the best chapter of the church to be written. Amen? So we're going to pray this morning. And, and uh, man, it, you feel like you're, you're doing good right now. I, I, I want you to pray for the church, but I want to pray for those that raise their hands. So let's uh, join me in prayer this morning. Father God, I thank you. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you, God, that you are that you are in the process of, of shaping all of our stories. And all, although there's moments in our lives that we feel like things go on pause or, or we feel like we can't move forward, Lord, God, I thank you, God, that you have not forgotten about us. We're not, we're not left alone, God. You have said in your word, you will not leave us nor forsake us. And God, right now, we just call upon your name. In the middle of the moment that we're in, God, I pray that you would help us to look forward with faith, with hope, with trust. God, we repent of our unbelief. We repent for, for thinking that you didn't speak. or We repent for, for the things that we've done that have caused us to just be stuck in this moment, God. God, right now, God, we ask for your forgiveness, whether it's for the first time, whether it's for the, the 5,000th time, God, we just repent, God, and we want to be, we want to be restored and renewed in that story that you are, have, have laid out for us. God, we thank you for this moment. God, we thank you that as a church, not just here locally, but around the globe, God, we're going to begin to see um, uh, great things happening as, as we focus in, as we, we restart our story in you, and we see good things, miraculous things, mighty things happen in your name. Lord, we love you. God, you're good. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, leaders, and what we do at C3 Church, visit our website at c3swwa.com.